Hi everybody, we are Matt and Kevin and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we highlight the 10 matches that were played last weekend, the Muffin controversy, and the new edition for April Fool's Day. Welcome to this week's episode of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Uh, again, as always, hope you're staying safe and healthy and washing your hands and not going out unless it's essential. Um, how have you been, Kevin? Uh, I've been doing pretty good. I think the Kevin stock is currently going up in the household because uh, I'm the one with all the games now. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's getting to more of like my parents are thinking about making a room for gaming so that they can just kind of like chill and hang out there and like play games um and i've been slowly trying to get like a streaming pc that'll just work for like all my consoles so i don't have to worry about like having to drag it over to another spot and then plugging it in and seeing if it works um Uh i just want to build like one pc and just call it a day and so they said yeah, as long as I do like the research and figure out what what we need to get, then I I can do it. So, um, yeah, if you guys are looking to build a PC, I think now is like the best time to do it. Um, just because like if you are gonna stay inside, you have the time to learn about like you know what what pieces of equipment you need, um, and then obviously putting it together, making sure that it runs, um, and all that fun stuff. So. Um, I'm having a lot of fun, uh, just trying to keep in touch with friends, uh, playing a lot of co-op games and multiplayer games online. Um, and yeah, for just pretty much keeping up with that. Uh, how about you, Matt? Anything new on your end? Uh, just a lot of Animal Crossing. Uh, also, I've been watching uh, Tiger King, and I'm mm. finishing the series tonight with the last episode. So I am just starting the first episode uh, I watched the first episode with my family today, actually. So we're we're just getting into it. Believe me, where, wherever you, I forget what happens in the first episode, but it only gets weirder. God, it it is a weird like series. We've we were, we've been watching um Ugly Delicious on online. Ooh, that's a good show Netflix. too. Yeah, because you know it's a good thing to watch when you're all like eating like dinner together, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, we should try. And try something like that and so we're trying to look for another cooking show but my mom is like oh we should watch tiger king i'm like oh okay. do final table final table is a really good cooking competition all right yeah well, we'll it's only one notes. season though which made me really sad because it was re- it's really good other than that um today is the 31st the end of march and the beginning of april will be tomorrow um but i got my copy of persona 5 royal um so i am going to be playing that pretty much the entire time uh i'm not on the animal crossing bandwagon yet uh so uh i will not be taking requests for naming my island yet <laughs> i was on a i've been on a really really um big bioshock kick i think it's just, it's one of my favorite series because i just really like the atmosphere and the mythology and just the the concept behind it um, so I named my island Rapture eventually after mm. polling all my friends and not including Rapture on the items. And then my one of my friends is like, just name it Rapture because you like Bioshock. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing that. Um, but I have a problem with accidentally releasing the, the fish that I catch that I want to keep. 
because um, I think it's partially because my Joy-Cons have finally started drifting. And that makes me really sad because I have the Smash Edition Joy-Cons. And I looked on Nintendo's website. And even though they'll, like, replace your Joy-Cons for you if you return them in um, and they can't fix them, if you have a special edition one, they can't guarantee that they'll be able to give you one back. So that makes me sad. It's one of those things where, like, you, you need the functionality of the Joy-Cons to actually play your games. But if it is a special edition one, you're you're kind of out of luck there. My question is, what happens to people who have the the Switch lights? Like, what happens when your Joy-Cons start drifting? You don't have Joy-Cons. It's literally, like, your console. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, what, what if... You probably have to send in the whole thing. Break? You just got to replace the entire unit? Yeah, I think so. A whole unit. Yeah, the, the whole the whole thing. Um, yeah. You turn it into GameStop, and they'll give you, like, 20 bucks for it. <laughs> Remember, they're an essential business. They're allowed to. Uh, yeah. They'll they'll, right. they'll exchange it for uh, toilet paper. <laughs> oh God, that stuff's really valuable now. That's, that's Have you been able currency. to find any that's not one ply? Uh, luckily yes, but like it is very scarce. It is like you have to you have to go to like that one secret shop that nobody nobody's in. All right, shall we get into this news of the week? Yeah, for sure. All right, so um, to start with, just a quick reminder that. Uh, on April 2nd is the end of our archives event. So if you haven't beaten all of the events and gotten those sprays or gotten the skins you want, um, do it now. Hopefully I can get this uploaded by tomorrow so that you'll have a day between listening to this to remember that, oh, it's ending. Because for whatever reason, Overwatch doesn't want to put the end date in the client, which I, I don't I don't understand why they don't do that. Like, what possible reason could they have not to remind you all, like, hey, you should you should get the skins you want now because it's ending tomorrow. Yeah, I, I really hate doing all that guesswork. It's just like, oh, it's a X amount of time. And like they do it in like the preview trailer, right? Like they'll let you know like it's from this week to this day. But they won't say like, oh, like mission ends in X, Y, or Z days, unless if you're looking at like the the arcade mode. Like they'll tell you like, okay, the event ends in two days or whatever. But you have to be in the arcade mode. It doesn't say like the best place where it should be is like the hero gallery. When you're there looking at skins and stuff, it should tell you like, okay, archives event ends on this day. You should get whatever skins you want now while you can. Yeah. I've had times when I really wanted to buy a skin and I thought, oh, I can just get it at like at the end of the week. And then it's like, oh, wait, it ends this week. It ends today. So that's, that's something that just really frustrates me every time. Um, what are you still hoping to get before the end of the event? Um, I think I bought everything that I needed. Um, okay. the one thing, the things that are missing still is the, the Junkrat skin and the Roadhog skin, but everything else that like, I was okay with like parting ways with that. Maybe I'll get it next year. Um, but honestly, like I had to get the Farah and the Ana skins cause those were just looking good. And of then course. I play way too much Zarya, so I needed to get the Zarya skin too. Um, and then I was lucky enough to pull the Fat Cat emote in a box, so I I'm oh, just nice. happy with that. So that is that is it. Like those were like the must hit on the priority list. Um, and I think everything else that came from like years past, I, I'm okay with not having. Um, 
but if I, you know, if I pull it from a box, like I got the Lucio Equalizer skin, the one that has like, uh, like the sound bars on the side of his legs. Um, oh, cool! That one was a really cool pull. Um, and yeah, I, I got that one, and I was like, okay, yeah, I could, I could use this, but uh, still not taking over the Jazz skin. I still need to. I I finally got enough coins to buy another um, one of the legendary skins. I'm probably gonna go for the King Jameis one because I still I still think I uh, that Roadhog's toxic one is a little bit better for me, and I don't play Brick enough to really warrant the cat emote, even though I really want it. Mm-hmm. So aside from that, I think I've gotten everything. I just got in a loot box. Um, the McCree deadlock skin, which mm-hmm. I got really excited for a second because I saw the um, the gold coin come out of the loot box, and it's like, oh, it's an old one, sad face. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm probably gonna just buy the Junkrat one for now. Yeah. And when that first deadlock skin came out, like it took me a while to actually get used to playing it because um, it has like a laser sight on it. I think. <laughs> yeah, and it's super weird. Um, like the model of it in game and you're you have to get used to it um if you are gonna use that skin it does take a little bit of time to be like oh wait there's a there's a dot on on this thing it it looks weird and you're like mccree doesn't have like full facial hair yet he's still got that weird (laughs) goatee thing going on (laughs) okay so moving on to the competitive scene um we got our new hero band this week it and okay I got really, really, really thrown off when I saw this because normally it's been four, right? Four heroes. This mm-hmm. week it's six. You've got Diva Band, Baptiste Band, and then pretty much your hit scans are all gone. So McCree, Soldier, Sombra, and Widowmaker are all gone this week, which. What? Yeah. What? So. What? Here comes the tinfoil hat. Kanashi, here it comes. Uh. They wanted Ash to be played a lot more. And Ash is the only hit scan in the game. So what they did is that they said, okay, we'll let Doomfist, we'll let May out, we'll let Reaper out, we'll let Farah out, right? The only person who has medium range is Ash. That's the only character that they're going to have access to for hit scan. So that's what I think happened at, at Blizzard. And they're just like, you know what, here you go. Um for me as a tank player, like uh, the the diva ban, I'm like, I can't dive with my team unless somebody plays wrecking ball, and that's not necessarily the best like composition for for most players out there. Um, I'm personally not comfortable playing wrecking ball, um, but the Ryan Zarya play is still there, so if you're used to that, you can you can play that. Um, and then the Baptiste ban again, I'm like, that that's fine. You know, he, he's going to be in the rotation at some point. Um, but yeah, the the moment I think like some players are gonna be drifting off is like if you hit a hero that's played a lot, like what they did with that one week where they banned uh Anna and Moira. Like yeah. nobody played that week, like at all. So that's the reason why we're really like hesitant and questioning like these these hero bands for the most part. All I've been seeing this week about the comp is just so many memes about Farah. It's like, it's, it's Farah's time to shine. I haven't done any of my um, DPS placements yet. I just finished my tank placement. Mm-hmm. And I was so mad because, like, literally right before this, I was doing my last tank placement because we need to do them for the league I'm in. But 
I was on my last match. I'd won the one before, and we did a really good push on um, Junker Town. And then, like, towards the end of our defense, our, our second tank, our Wrecking Ball, decided, you know what? I'm going to leave the game. And then, yeah. oh, just... <sighs> so then I, I lost some good SR right there, but I, I'm very upset about this. Yeah, and I, I'm honestly on the same boat with you. I finished my placements for all three of my rankings, and they are all pretty bad. And then I played some ranked um, just, like, tank matches, and I haven't been able to win. I'm back in, like, like I would say mid-plat. Like, I was at, like, mid-diamond, and I lost every single game due to, like, either DCs on, on my team um or like intention we had an intentional thrower like one night and it was just so bad um that we we just got just tilted off the face of the earth and we were like you know what we're done for overwatch tonight like and i'm like hey guys i think i'm done for like a couple days like after that like it was it was not good so um we're honestly for me i think i'm gonna wait until the next hero bands either come in or unless if i have like a group that i know um i can trust um, and we could all play together. Um, but yeah, even even so, like some of the games are getting really, really difficult. And I don't know if that's just because we have an increase in the number of players playing um, because of the coronavirus. So everybody's inside and trying yeah. to play this. And then like there's players who are going to try to actually win. And then there's players who are just like, oh, this is just a slightly harder casual mode. So people will just like be like, OK, I'm losing. I'm just going to leave, play the next game. Um and like that's not how it works in comp. It it hurts everybody. For me, it's just like I I've been I did my tankings, um. So I finally finished my five. But like I just ran into a lot of, uh, Bastion and Torb comp with like the Zarya melting me down. So I was just, as playing the the main shield of these comp games. I was just not happy. But yeah, I'm I'm happy to finally maybe get some Farah play in, um. Because I'm guessing like. She's probably going to be pretty pretty good this week, if not getting shot down by some Torbs or Bastions. But I'm hopefully going to get in some Far and Junkrat play, because um, normally they get melted down by the uh, the hit scans. Yeah, they're actually the stock for um, projectile DPS are actually going up for sure. Um, believe it or not, like Bastions not really picked a lot, um, but he is still a solid pick. I would say Torb is a better pick, just because you have the you have the molten core, which is like a slightly, it's a it's a more offensive um, blizzard if you think about it that way. It you can place it wherever yeah. you want, um, and it deals damage. So it might not like halt them in their tracks, but like it does do a ton of damage. So keep that in mind. Um, and since Diva's not in the pool, you don't have to worry about DM like eating all of the all of the molten core. You don't have to worry about that. So um, he's kind of a he's an interesting pick. Um, I would say Ash is still a really good pick. Farah for sure. Um, and Junkrat is crazy good because right now the only tanks in the game um, are mainly shield tanks. So if you have a Junkrat who's just melting through that um, and they don't have a Zarya to really capitalize off of that, you you have free free reign. Oh yeah, it'll just melt down those shields with just spamming the grenades. Catch a... I got caught in so many traps as the Rhine. Because I'm not looking down. Yeah, it's we're we're at that point where we are not used to seeing Junkrat or we're not used to seeing Farah. So 
we're like, oh yeah, there, we don't have to worry about like walking into a trap. We don't have to worry about shielding the sky. Like those are just things that like tank players like me and like a bunch of other people are just used to, you know, shield forward because that's where that's where the damage is coming from. It's coming from the far back. Usually it's going to be like the McCree, maybe the May Reaper. It's all coming from the front. But now that the projectile DPS are more out there, uh, we have to be a little bit more aware of like how we have to play that. Um, right. So like, yeah, as, as a Rhyme player, you have to always be looking out for where Far is because if the rocket barrage does come down, um, you're pretty much the only person who can deal, like stop the damage, like stop the initial damage at least. Um, the funnier thing, like a lot of Overwatch League pros know about this is like you just hold up shield and jump towards her so that <laughs> she kills herself with her own rockets um but you have to be like right there at the moment that she's there so if you do see a fara yeah. dropping from the sky behind you uh start rotating that way because you know rocket barrage is coming okay so moving on we did finally figure out what the new uh commemorative overwatch skin was for uh last year's champions which were the san francisco shock so we did only get one skin um we got a doomfist shock skin it's called thunderstruck um Essentially, it's a rock monster. Uh, I, I'm not sure, personally, for me, how I can relate this to the San Francisco Shock. I was expecting something a little bit more thematic. Um, but there are def- there are still nods to the San Francisco Shock as a team. If you look at the, the forehead of this skin, you've got the, um, the Shockwave logo. If you look at the belt of this Doomfist, he's got a very stylized SF. And when he does his um, meteor strike, if you look at the ground where he hits, there is an SF in the rubble. Um, uh, when I watched the video that Overwatch League posted about how they designed this skin, and the the designers were talking about how they wanted to include these really subtle nods to the San Francisco Shock, which I think personally was a mistake. Like this is a commemorative skin. This is saying like congratulations, San Francisco Shock you did the work here's here's the acknowledgement of your team and and one thing first off they made the the nods to the San Francisco shock too subtle but the other thing is like if you're making a commemorative skin why are you making what you're commemorating super subtle yeah i do agree with you on that like i felt like it was actually a little too subtle where like only if you were like really looking into the skin would you see you know uh what what these tiny intricacies like um i do wish that it had more you know uh orange and black kind of theme to it um if like the even if the shock waves that followed behind it were like orange i would have i would have been a little bit more okay with it um but yeah it looks like honestly if you were to give this and like slapped on like the la gladiators on top of it i would have been like oh okay like that's the same thing um, yeah. But it doesn't have, like, you know, enough presence of the SF Shock to really, like, warrant, like, oh, that's the skin. Um, I do feel like Sinatra later is going to get an MVP skin because they kind of did it at the very beginning of... It was, like, after... It was between... After the league ended and before the World Cup um, that they gave us the Jonax skin. So, um yeah, I hope that Sinatra gets one for himself as well. Um, but if they don't, I, I understand. Like we're currently in quarantine, so if you don't have enough time to work on that 3D model, I don't I don't blame you. We'll we'll just get it when we get it. 
I still don't understand how they got Rock Monster from San Francisco. Like, I, I, I like the concept. It's really cool. Like, you can see, like, inside of him, he's got, like, molten lava. His teeth are really sharp and jagged rocks. His arm is, like, obsidian. And it's, it's really cool. But nothing about that, to me, says San Francisco. Yeah, if if it was more, you know, if if there was like a Bay Area theme, like if there was a little bit more like, you know, I would have been I would have been fine if it was like a Fisherman's Wharf reference, like if if it was like a Reinhardt captain thing or something like that, uh, like, yeah, or Fisherman Torb, I would have been fine with that, like just things that tie it back to like the region itself or to the team itself, like. There's nothing that really stands out about the skin that yells SF. And as a SF Shock fan, I'm a little bit like disappointed. I do have to admit it is a cool looking skin, but it doesn't have like elements to commemorate the team. So you're from San Francisco. You've been following the Shock for a really long time. If you had to make a, a skin for them to commemorate their win, what would you include on it to to make it say San Francisco. Uh if if we were still building off of the Doomfist skin, I would say um the 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 lightning has to be orange, like for sure. Like the shock waves that are coming out of Doomfist in every every angle should be orange. Um I would say like the the purple elements that were like kind of incorporated into that um should either be like a slick black or even like a just have like orange highlight a little bit um mm-hmm. but like in saying in iconic features for like the the shock themselves i don't know specifically like which character would fit them best um i i am still leaning towards like you know like a ship captain reinhardt would have been cool and like the the um what is it his shield shows up and it's like the the golden gate bridge or something like that is like built on it. Or like, even if it just says SF on it, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like things like that. Cause Reinhardt was the, what is it? You can say that he was the, the captain. If you want to use that word again of the way how goats was played, like you played around your Reinhardt and he was, he was the man, he was the president and the way how you would play around it is just like, you keep the Ryan up, you win the Ryan V Ryan battle, get your ults, use them, you win the game. So, um, I feel like that would have been a really cool nod. Um, obviously it could differ for each hero. Um, I'm not going to go into each one, but SF has a lot more than just being like thunders. Um, like just, we don't, we don't even have that many thunderstorms. If anything, we have more earthquakes, Uh um, which I guess that's where the Doomfist idea came from. Uh, (laughs) but that could also apply to Reinhardt. Uh, you literally have a ultimate called earth shatter. So, you know, that. That does help. I forget what Girardelli looked like, but y'all have the Girardelli Chocolate Factory up there. You could have totally made a Girardelli Chocolatier Reinhardt. Yeah, like you could make the uh, the emblem on his hat like the Girardelli, like you know, chocolate hawk. I think that's what it is. It's like a falcon or something. Um, I should know. I walk past one every single time I have to go to go to the college. It's literally like right on the corner, um, but. Yeah, like there's a little like little things that could have been incorporated into the skin or have a different like appeal to the skin. Um but but we will uh we'll have to live with Thunderstruck Doomfist. It's not that bad. Um 
but it just doesn't honor the team as much as I wish it would. I feel it would have made more sense as an anniversary event than uh, a commemorative skin, but again, it's it's a really cool skin. I don't know if I'll be getting it because I only have enough tokens to get one skin, and I think I'll probably hold off until something more of what I play comes out. But yeah, it's it's really good. It's really cool. I applaud them for their design choices. Just letting Overwatch League and everybody else know, I am only three credits away from being able to buy this skin. Um, <laughs> I've been at 197 for the entire year, and because the league hasn't incorporated a way for us to get league tokens anymore other than by buying it, um, yeah, my funds have been literally sitting three away from getting anything. Um, I can get a team skin, which is like 100, but I don't want to burn that and then i don't want to spend five dollars to get like three tokens um and then have to sit there with another you know uh another 97 tokens just waiting there so uh overwatch league please figure out a way how to give us league tokens if if it's watching overwatch league in your main client through youtube i will take it like we just need more incentive like to get our tokens like we most people want to rep their teams and we can't do that unless we have to pay like solid cash now um which isn't a bad thing for business but like for us people who just like enjoy watching the league like i feel like it would be a little nice if we can get something out of it i don't know man i'm just salty that i don't have three tokens okay (laughs) (laughs) so somebody just give me three tokens See, had coronavirus not happened, you would have had those three by now because you would have gone to the San Francisco Shock uh, homestand. I would have been at the homestand right now, all right? Like, it it happened, it would have happened last week or last weekend. And, like, listening to some of the higher-ups talk about it and talking to me um, about, like, how they wanted to run the whole thing and how everything was, like, planning and shipping out. And they were really excited for it. And then... You know, obviously, we want to keep everybody safe during the coronavirus, so they had to close that one down. And then earlier today, I think they announced that all of them are going to be canceled. Uh, all of the homestands events are going to be canceled for the rest of the year. So even the one that they were planning later in June or July is going to be canceled as well. So um, they're just like, I don't, I don't even know if we can keep doing this, um, but hopefully, we can continue the homestands next year. Or, you know, have, like, another outing to kind of celebrate, you know, the teams. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Honestly, like, the whole coronavirus thing is going to affect the way how, you know, the world works after. Right. So, like you said, um, all of the Overwatch League homestands have officially been canceled because um, we're all on lockdown. They keep extending the date. Um, Last I heard... For a lot of places, the the date was May 1st. I think in, what is it? Oh, it's not Ohio. Um, somewhere on the East Coast, they, uh, since people are still not staying inside, the governor extended it even past that, I think, to like June 10th is the latest that I've heard from, from those states that people really aren't taking this seriously. Um, so, yeah. So, the, the grand experiment of homestands looks like through no fault of Blizzard at this point to be a, a complete bust at this point. Um, we had, we, they, they had a good showing to start off the year. 
it would have been nice if we were able to been able to finish it off. I'm wondering about how the economics of that's going to play in again. Like, as I mentioned before, like they've booked all these places in advance. They had like all the merch, all, all everything was probably planned and paid for. The budget was already done. And now that's all up in smoke. Um, so yeah. So if you look on the, uh, the blizzard website, um, pretty much the entire schedule has been changed. I don't know. A couple weeks ago, we talked about how like, um, this upcoming week that's, next week we were supposed to have 22 matches to watch that's been changed to just 10 um this week that we just had was supposed to have 16 that was also dropped to 10 and week 10 is also going to have just 10 matches the rest of the schedule has been wiped blank so we don't know what's going to happen next um maybe this trend of just 10 every week is going to keep going uh blizzard said they don't know what's going to happen with uh grand championships yet so that's still up in the air. Um, but yeah, that's unfortunate. And to all of us who have bought tickets, I guess refunds are going to be happening, which I still have not gotten my refund for the first canceled homestand. Have you gotten yours, Kevin? Uh, I haven't checked, but I probably should. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I, I hope this is not responding to any of my emails. It's like, hi, you canceled my event got canceled. I gave you my money. Please give it back. I need it. Yeah, we need it now for toilet paper more than any anything else. I mean, it's it's super unfortunate that the homestands were were canceled. Um, looking at it now, honestly, like even if we did have Blizzard Arena still, it would only have lasted for maybe the first couple weeks of this um, quarantine, and then everyone would have had to still uh, play remotely. But like thinking about it, if they were all in LA anyway, we'd probably have fewer issues with the internet connections and the land stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Any any thoughts from you more about this? Uh yeah. I I just don't know how this is gonna affect the whole Overwatch League economy. And same thing with like the other Blizzard Activision games, like uh, the Call of Duty League was supposed to be the same way. So we'll see how this really affects the way how games are going to be played and how we're viewing esports uh right now as mm-hmm. you know as fans um it is one of the very few games that you can play online and have like non-contact sports in a way um but organizing events like these at like a higher level does take a lot out of like trying to figure out oh is latency an issue we saw a couple pauses in like the current games um more than a couple yeah more than a couple but you know just just putting it as a you know, there there have been pauses. There's like connection issues, server issues, uh, difference in lag depending on where the server is being played, um, and all that stuff. So it will take a lot to figure out, um, and hopefully we will have uh, hopefully we'll figure out what happens to the rest of esports. If anything, I think that this is actually a good thing for esports because it will bring attention to it. So once the virus and ban is lifted, a lot more people are interested. Yeah, Overwatch and other esports like like Call of Duty League are pretty much the only sports people are getting right now. So um, I think this is a good opportunity for esports to uh, to break away from uh, trying to imitate sports and really come into its own. Okay, so more news from today. Um the since tomorrow april 1st is april fool's day uh blizzard did a very funny blizzard thing where they put googly eyes on all of the overwatch heroes 
and it's pretty funny. Like, it's just some of the, some of the things that they thought of doing. Like, they put googly eyes on Reinhardt's shield. They put googly eyes on um, Hanzo's dragons. Yeah, they went above and beyond this year. Um, it used to only be like, um, I think the first year it was just like Rein. Like, whenever you would type anything into chat. Um, as a Reinhardt, it would be one of his voice lines instead. So, like, even if you wanted to say something important, like, the Rhine player couldn't talk. Um, there was, yeah, this year with the googly eyes, I think it's, like, probably one of the best, like, April Fool's Day things that Overwatch has pulled uh, in quite a while. Um, I do love the dragons. Uh, we do have, I have a screenshot on my screen of, like, what the dragons look like, and uh, it is amazing. I think my favorite. I've been look. I've just looked through all the ones that I had with all their skins. I think my favorite one so far is Orisa Demon Skin with the googly eyes, because like, it it just takes away everything threatening about her. Just throwing those googly eyes on there, it looks like she's like she doesn't know how to be angry. It's so good. Yeah, I just wish that like, hopefully next year they'll like release this as like a potential skin, like or like add on in game. So it's like a one even day if you, thing. You can only get yeah. them th- that day. Yeah, like even that, or like just imagine if you can use. I, I don't want to say league tokens, but like you can use credits to get it like on one character if you wanted to use it in game. Like imagine like competitive ranked Overwatch with like googly eyes. <laughs> it would oh, be, be it would so be fantastic. Great. Just one be Overwatch so league game. Like tomorrow, just everybody's googly eyes. Um, you just use it as like a another intimidation factor. <laughs> like, I would use it on like a Reinhardt skin, with like eyes. just because you would be like, oh, he's like that's the first thing that that shows up in your head. Um, another tactical advantage thing, you know, like you can you can put. That's why you wear the orange, the bright orange first season Reinhardt skin. Um, for the San Francisco Shock, when you play like any map, because the first thing that they're gonna do is like look at where the Reinhardt is. Like they're not gonna look for your their Widowmaker. They're they're gonna look at the bright orange Reinhardt. Um, and if you had googly eyes, you're gonna have even more eyes on you. Uh, so yeah, I do think this is a great addition from from Blizzard, and I'm kind of glad that they did it. What's your favorite? Um googly eyes combo or not combo but googly eyes uh addition yeah i i I do think the reinhardt shield googly eyes just because like it was so not necessary like uh (laughs) the but apparently the shield is now staring at you as well um i do like the hanzo dragons too because when you're you're so busy trying to dodge them they now they just like stare uh, back at you and everybody in my discord put uh see through the dragon's eyes and i'm like <laughs> I, they're looking at me at two different directions man i can't i don't know the eyes never stay still yeah so it, it's honestly just great that they added it to some of the abilities as well um we we kind of knew we we've always known the joke of just putting googly eyes on like pictures and stuff but being able to put it in game is is brilliant I think one of my other favorite ones is the um, the far enchanted armor skin because when you do that, it's th- the eyes are just floating. Oh yeah, you have no head. <laughs> they're just they're just floating there. It's fantastic. 
also today, um, I think it was today, the Echo sprays and skins were revealed. Um, the three sprays that I've seen are all anime references. One of them is um, for TN from Dragon Ball Z. One of them is the Major from um, Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what anime it's from, but another one is the, um, it's that meme of, is this a pigeon? And it's uh, Echo yeah. like reaching out to a moth or a butterfly. Yeah, I I pointed out all of those when I was like first seeing them. I was like, oh yeah, the the uh, Ghost in the Shell one was just really a really nice nod. Um, I like the um, there's one spray of Echo hitchhiking in Route 66, and the inside joke of that is if you watch the McCree short, right? He takes Ash's bike and like just you know books it off into the sunset, right? uh-huh and they're like what happened to echo like <laughs> you literally let her out of the pod and then just left her there so the joke of that spray is just like echo's been hitchhiking all the way to watch point gibraltar <laughs> since mccree didn't decide to let her go with him he's like oh he probably thought like oh she could probably fly but the, the joke right now fuel. yeah the, the the joke though is just like she has to hitchhike across the entire like overwatch universe to get where she needs to go so the two um the two different types of um legendary skins that she has are they're called stealth and moth. Um the stealth one is kind of like a very threatening robot like someone compared it to Starscream from Transformers which I'm never going to be able to see anything else now. And the other one is uh there's just two different colors of moth that she has which I think I can't decide which one I like more. Um the the manager for the team that I'm on for the league, the Zomnix, her Discord name is Mothman because she really likes Mothman because she told me why, but I forget. But she's like, okay, I'm not doing healer anymore. I'm going DPS and you guys just have to deal because Echo is has a moth skin and it's mine. Yeah, I do have to agree with the um the the legendary skin choices are really nice. Um there was one, I think, epic skin that I really really liked as well. Um, yeah, if, if you want to go super nerd out, this is very close, but if you look at the Echo Hot Rod skin, which is, um, I believe it's an epic skin. Yes, it is. Um, she has carbon fiber and then Hot Rod. Um, Hot Rod skin, like, uh, what is it? The color palette looks very similar to Iron Man. If you really want to, like, go full Iron Man, you want to get the Hot oh Rod Oh my skin. God. In, in um, the movie, he says, like, throw a little Hot Rod Red on there. I remember this now. Yeah, so I think that's the nod with with the epic skin, and then the carbon fiber one is just the same one that they gave like Genji and Arissa. Yeah. Um, I do like the the stealth skin. The other one is the camo. Um, but yeah, the stealth skin looks really nice, and then the uh, yeah the the butterfly and the moth one just look really really nice too. Um, it it really will come down to personal preference, but I do. I do like all the skins that they are giving to giving to Echo. Okay, so um, last story that we've got running this week. Um, how to start this? Uh, so y'all remember Dream Casper, right? From season one, Boston Uprising played for a very played for a pretty much the first um, the first stage and a little bit in the second one, and it was found out that um, he was. Uh, talking to underage girls for sexual purposes. Yeah, that 
has come back to kind of haunt the Boston Uprising yet again with another player. Um, now, these are all, so far, this is just all alleged. Um, we don't know if it's true 100% or not, but this has gone around through the Overwatch community, and he was pulled from playing this weekend because of that. But the main source of all this information is someone on Twitter called Khaleesi BB, who... Um, to summarize it, her story, um, she and Mufin got very close for after a while of playing together. Um, they were originally going to start dating, but then she found out that he was, um, talking to other girls behind her back. Um, and they, they were still friends and they still tried to make it work beyond that, but, um, didn't happen. Um, there were allegations that some of the girls that he was talking to were underage, but like they couldn't prove it. So she's like, I, I doubt that he would do that. Um, let's just move on. Um, eventually they met up at, um, TwitchCon and he got very drunk and just very creepy kind of, um, she doesn't say it in her accounts of it, but from what I'm reading, like, uh, he got very jealous and very angry when she was talking to other guys, just a very, a lot of really big red warning signs about this guy. Um, and, and, uh, so that was when they were met at TwitchCon. They like, they're, they're not together. Um, and then a bunch more allegations came out about him trying to either, um, send sexual images or get sexual images from other girls, allegations that he actually did stuff with underage girls, um, and that to hide it, he, he paid them off. He, he bought them like PCs and whatnot. And just a lot of really disgusting stuff coming out about this guy. Um, I think it's really weird how it, it just happens to both be on the Boston uprisings team. Um, I really, I, I just, I honestly don't know what to think about this. I don't know if this is, um, if this is a sign that, that, a lot of people who are in the esports world are just not mature enough to not do this. Do they think they're invincible? Um, I, I really don't know. It's it's really shocking to hear this happen again in the Overwatch League. I thought Dream Casper was enough of a warning sign to, to these people, don't do it. You'll get caught. Yeah, just uh, just don't don't ask underage girls for nudes. Um, yeah, just if, if anything, just don't do it. You know that if you're good at Overwatch, right, you're going to make your name off of just doing what you're doing best. Like, you don't need to, like, be that thirsty. If <laughs> I, I understand that, like, the, the stigma of being an esports player is, like, you're indoors all the time. You have no... F like you're antisocial for the most part but like um if anything we don't need another dream casper and unfortunately it happens to the boston uprising again um if anything i just feel like they need to start screening players for this stuff maybe beforehand uh <laughs> that, that might help um but yeah i I'm I'm just kind of disappointed that this happened again, and especially to the Overwatch League, um, being such a high-profile thing. And um, yeah, it, it just derails 
careers here and he, he really shouldn't be doing stuff like that but uh you know if if like this this is just another warning sign like if anybody else is coming into the league is doing illegal things you, you shouldn't because you're gonna get you're gonna get banned or you're gonna get investigated you're eventually gonna get kicked off your team and nobody wants that so you know just just be a good person just don't 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 f up Ugh, it's it's just it's just so disgusting i don't i can't even really respond to it i'm trying to find there there's a, a thing i had here okay i can't really i can't find it exactly now um but in one of the the links that i'd saved and i guess somehow misplaced um there was one of Mufin texting the one of the seventeen year old girls that he'd been doing stuff with, and he was he was saying, "Please don't do this. Um, I, I'm a I'm a role model in my community, and if you do this, you will ruin me." Um, you're not a role model, dude. Obviously not. Like, what? Yeah. Role models the fact that he tried that so hard to bury models. this. Yeah. Like, role models won't tell them, like, won't use that as a flaunting point, like, if anything. Uh, you, true, true role models are humble and make good decisions and don't have to, like, blackmail people, or not even blackmail, just, like, you know, send hush money for things that they've done in the past. Like, you, you have to... You have to be more responsible, dude. Just keep it in your pants. And, like, don't talk to people who are underage. And, like, mo if you look at the thread of this on Twitter, like, most of most of the stuff is, is where it should be saying, like, this is disgusting. How could he do this? But then you've got people, Twitter user Adam underscore AWOL said, Late, read latest, e-girl tries to become relevant. Like, no, that's not right. You can't defend him like this by saying she's trying to be relevant. Like, she's exposing someone who preyed on underage girls. Like, yeah, she's an e-girl. Yeah, she's newsworthy now because of what she did. But, like, I think I think this is a huge... This just show, exposes a very deep-seated problem with esports is how a lot of guys think that they're entitled to whatever they want from girls just because... I guess that's what they've been exposed to through through the medium. Like if you watch a lot of anime or or play a lot of video games or, or books or movies, like a lot of people who are very invested into esports are or tend to be. Like it's the common thread of the storyline that like if you just keep pursuing somebody, you'll eventually end up with them. And it's it's really bad. It's it's just very toxic. And I honestly, un unless the storylines change in anime and unless you get rid of that trope um then you're gonna get a lot of perverts and and pedophiles like mufin who are somehow able to claw themselves into relevance and think that they're invincible because the anime told them so i feel like it's a double-edged sword in a way like um the way how like you know that media anime is at least one of the things that i could talk from um most of it takes place in high school so most of it is just because you know it is catering to kids of that age like young romance and stuff like that but 
like believing that you can take something like that in real life is just fooling yourself if anything like first of all anime girls don't exist and that's coming from the biggest weeb who has over 800 animes viewed okay like they they don't exist it do, it's not real you cannot really pursue anybody like that and it actually working um you have to like if anything it just takes time like i think that's the thing that at least with it could be with our generation the fact that like we get everything almost instantaneously um like the impatience of some people like can lead to them being super thirsty and trying to pursue stuff like this um but yeah it you just have to know what's appropriate like you're not in high school or middle school anymore you cannot go after them if they are under 18 or you know depending on where you live you know um the rules are different depending on the country that you're in too like once again japan's legal marriage age and like uh like age of consent in japan is 16 but in the u.s it's you know 18 and in you know other places it could be totally different but honestly yeah. you need to like know when you need to stop and where you're at like you can't do that here like i mean according to a lot of these tweets um the girl was 17 where mufin lives in um is it michigan uh 17 is is the legal age of consent but there's still a thing about him being an adult and and going after a girl who's still in high school um that being said again all of this is still just allegation we there's like no despite what proof that uh Khaleesi BB has put on Twitter like a lot of this still is anonymous um and, and a lot of that can be just because the people don't want to expose themselves anymore they're kind of scared to do it there's a lot of the whole shaming that comes out of it um but again this could also there is a chance that this is all made up this could also just be um someone who who had a falling out with him and wanted to ruin his life like if you've seen the movie gone girl that's an extreme and fictional example but like that kind of stuff could happen um i i really hope that this isn't true because if so it's just another dark reflection of the esports industry and it's another um it's essentially just another uh, more proof of the the incel um neckbeard uh terrible nerdy gamer who thinks he can get what he wants from girls and can be creepy about them um if anything happens we'll let you know but that's where it stands he's being investigated yeah and i hope that you know blizzard does like another good job at investigating it making sure that like they get the truth out there because i don't want another thing where like we just kind of or on a merit basis it could become like a witch hunt um but you know if it did actually happen we need to make sure that you know Mufin can no longer play in the league and gets prosecuted legally so you know i just want the truth as long as we have the truth yeah. out there and all the evidence points to x y or z um i i'm totally down for it so i just hope yeah. that 
we just find find the truth and Wolfen gets the right uh consequence depending on the outcome if Mufin is guilty prosecute him burn him at the stake figuratively and and get him into jail if he's innocent then spread everything how this was made up clear his name get him back in the league and get him playing again but we'll have to wait and see what the blizzard investigation and in any potential criminal prosecution investigations turn up So that was really heavy as a way to end this, um, our new segment. A- any ideas how to lighten it up before we end, Kevin? Um, yeah, if you guys are going into playing more Overwatch and stuff, um, make sure that you guys try. Uh, I- I'm definitely trying every single time that I go out and play. Um, and we're not here to lose SR. We're We're all here in the same, like, field as everybody else we're all quarantined uh so if you are going to use this time to get better at overwatch i would highly recommend watching contenders watching the overwatch league um and also just watching like people who stream a lot um they're gonna give you some good tips um especially if they're better than you you could watch their gameplay um and try to get in their head and figure out like how to how to play the game to the best of their ability um I try to do that whenever I see like Emong on. He's one of the few that I watch. I watch Super all the time, um, and you know Space as well. So watching the professionals who are you know currently in their, I, I guess their own rooms. They don't really have such dedicated like scrim practices as they used to. But the moments that they do get to stream, you get to enjoy like picking their brain a little bit, just watching you know what things are they doing that i'm not and um you know you could definitely also work on your um what is it your in-game mechanics and awareness like um one thing like even though we can't really have a team right now for for the school um one thing that i'm making him do is like learn the maps that they have to play like there are certain routes that you can take to get to a certain point um, make sure you know what that call out is. Make sure you know what your team is going to be doing um, if you're going to be playing in a more organized space. But honestly, um, just because the Overwatch League, it, I'm glad that it's coming back. We have a lot to look forward to. 10 games a week, um, 10 matches a week. Uh, you could also look at other players and uh, other professionals who are doing this in like their streaming career and enjoy the esports scene through that as well. Cool. Well, thanks for tuning into this week's episode. Tune into the gameplay episode where we'll uh, dissect the first week of internet play and the eighth week of the league. So um, tune in and see how the Asian teams do for their debut. Next week, we look over the Overwatch League matches and hopefully the release of Echo into the main game. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.